Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The FCB Radio Network. Turn up your radio just right out. Welcome to the Todd Allen Show. Uh, Todd Allen is recovering from surgery at this very moment. And and it's not brain surgery. Right. That'll be next. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to send... well wishes and get back soon to Todd. I am Darvio the Kingpin Morrow from the Outlaws Radio Show, and I'm with the rest of the crew, Khalid and Wazi. How y'all doing? Good. 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 Waz, welcome back. You've been a wall for uh you've been a runaway slave. I know, I thought she forgot it. I thought she dumped us for it. That's yeah, okay. We're gonna make sure this don't happen again. We're gonna <laughs> chop her foot off. <laughs> Trust me, you'll know. <laughs> when I'm ready to go, you will know. Oh. I'm sitting in a big chair today. Right, right. Finally. You, you couldn't wait to get over there. <laughs> Todd, I hope you're listening. He is enjoying himself in your chair right now. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, does, does this chair come with a, with a bigger check? I'm not sure. <laughs> you, you had to talk to Todd. <laughs> So in that case, (laughs) (laughs) so on the program today, we are going to be uh, talking with a uh, a young lady that Khalid and I both know personally. She's a very good candidate running for state rep, Cassandra McDonald. We are going to get to her in a little bit, but first, let's talk Olympics. Yes. I've been, you know, I'm a sports junkie, so some sports you don't get to see until Olympics. I've been watching a lot of. Uh, basketball, obviously basketball, boxing, which is my love, and uh, watching a lot of a lot of beach volleyball, indoor volleyball too. <laughs> Has nothing to do with the outfits, trust <laughs> me. Uh, but the girls last night swept the what 100 meters, one, yes. two, and three. Yes, that was fantastic. Uh, Nia Ali, Brianna Hollins, and the other is that the first names. time that's happened? Yes, that is. Yeah, yeah they did yeah. say that that's the first time. Gold, in silver, and bronze. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great, and I watched that last night. Watched. I've been watching water polo. Because there's one black female on the water polo team. She's a goalie. She's outstanding. Really? Ashley Johnson. Yeah. I've had a chance to see any of them. Yeah. So I, I'm at it. But uh, the boxing I watched late last night. And uh, now I would think because you know former boxer, I, I would think that you would really get into into that. I I watch it out of curiosity, but I, I actually can't stand amateur boxing. I Why think not? It's, it, it's garbage. Um, it's corrupt. The decisions are bad. The styles are bad because of the way that they judge. They basically reward basically pity patty. Uh, so it's not entertaining. It's gotten more sloppy. Since, so explain since, real know. quick for people who who may not really know boxing and all like that. Well, boxing, amateur boxing, professional boxing are different in, sec- in the sense that professional boxing rewards more power. Uh, amateur boxing is pity padding. It's basically you're running around, you're slapping the guy to death. You know, so you don't and, get any points for power for power hitting. Not no, not really. And and actually, you can knock a guy down, and it really doesn't mean anything. It just means really, yeah. It's it's a knockdown in amateur boxing is just as significant as a solid blow. And that's it, you wow. know. Point wise, it means nothing. In pros, you get an extra point, right? In amateurs, you don't. Uh, you just basically get, oh, that was a good shot, and that's it. So it, it's it's corrupt. The, the IOC is corrupt. So is the AIBA. All these governing so bodies what do are you corrupt. Mean? So what do you mean? Why why are they corrupt? Well, they are corrupt because uh, 
all of this, this decisions that they will, all of them, many of them are political decisions. Certain countries are influential in the AIBA more than others. And so some of their fighters are favorite, like the former Soviet Union, uh, Uzbekistan, uh, some of the Chinese, some of the Asian countries are more influential in their organization than say some Western countries are. So their fighters get favored. So it's like the UN, basically. Yeah, been, <laughs> exactly. That's a good example. Right. Uh, it's corrupt. These guys, have uh, they sent three judges home this week because of bad decisions. And really? Some referees, yeah. Uh, it's been proven that the, these guys have been paid. Uh, a couple of years ago, the AIB had a scandal where the Amateur International Boxing Association had a scandal where some people were paid money by certain countries uh, who were influential in some of the deals that they were doing with this World Series of Boxing, which I won't get into. But basically, it's, it's a bureaucratic organization, just like the UN, just like FIFA, just like the ILC. The ILC, the Olympics are a scam. It's fun to watch, but they award these uh, games to a country that really can't afford it. The contractors and the politicians make out like fat cats. And then the taxpayers are holding the bag. Sound familiar? <laughs> and that's kind of how it runs. So you award to a country like Brazil who really can't afford it. But you, if you build the Olympic Village, you you build the stadiums and the roads and everything, and you you got your money. Now who pay who pays for that? Uh, well, they issue bonds. The public does. Okay. They issue bonds to pay for it. Because I, uh, I was, I was contractors watching and I saw paid. the different venues and stuff, and I was wondering that. Yes, taxpayers. Okay. Yeah, if you're a contractor, you, the, the, um, so the country pays. The country for pays it. for it, but they stick the taxpayer with it. But the contractors and everybody who builds, and the officials, the bureaucrats who Cassandra's familiar with, they get paid off the top. And then the taxpayers uh, left holding the bag years later. I've read economic reports from every Olympic Games going back to Montreal. Mm -hmm. Only one country really made money, and I think the rest either broke even or lost money. So what happens to the venues after after the uh, are over? Weeds grow and crickets. Yeah, really? but they had issues anyways, like with, their, with the water and stuff. And then they, they actually had to send – didn't one swimmer like she had to because the water was sick. green yeah, yeah i mean a little green water never killed anybody right uh. now, now speaking of now there's also been a <laughs> there's also been a controversy uh you hear about the the stuff with ryan lochte yeah, yeah that they yes. got robbed or didn't get robbed what's I, I, it's been hard to follow that. Like, well, the report said they didn't get robbed. Well, yeah, it was a little misunderstanding. Well, they actually got money taken from them because they did some damage, some property damage. Then they said they were robbed, and somebody. So they created this elaborate. They kind of story. embellished it a little bit. A little bit. A little, <laughs> little bit, you know. And and they probably got back later than they should have, and they kind of oh well, you know, we but, were robbed. Whatever. But aren't they grown though? Like yeah, exactly. Well, Olympic Village, they have curfews. You know, really? for people's safety when you go out. Uh, yeah. But do they, so they get fined? Well, it could be some criminal. But I mean, that, why, I don't even see why make a lie like that. And then, because then they showed video, because um, they have to backtrack their story, saw them coming in to check into the village, and they were all laughing with each other. And right, it made them look time. really stupid. Yeah, I just don't understand why you would tell yeah. that lie. Well, the the... the the Brazilian government is embarrassed in the sense that, hey, you lied on us. We're going to make you pay for it because right. you already they're slammed. already having their own issues right. that are real. Right. And you they don't slammed us by saying our cops robbed you. No, we're not going to let you do it. So two of the swimmers uh, were pulled off of a plane trying to leave. Lochte is safely back yeah. in California. And so they're going <laughs> to make like, sure they make a statement, clear their name before they uh, they seize their passport. So they're not they're not leaving yet. But will this affect their their winnings? Or anything like that? It could affect probably their endorsements. You never know. They could have to okay. pay a fine. It could be a misdemeanor crime. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, and that, that was going to be my next false question. False statements. Like, what is, oh, okay. Yeah, like, they, they made a false statement because right. when the story got out, they didn't report it initially. But once it got out. Yeah, because they had, you know, Ryan had said it happened and then the Olympics said it didn't happen. But at the same time, you know. I know the Olympics are corrupt, so I wasn't. I was kind of yeah. skeptical yeah. of them anyway. But then the Brazilian but government is saying, that, "Hey, you, right. you told a story that's not true. We're going to make sure you, you know, get this straight before you leave." Right. You know, we, we, so you're going to make a statement. So expect them to be reading a statement on television, like like how, how terrorists make American read a statement, <laughs> you know, and say, "Hey, nothing happened to us. We were treated wonderfully. They gave us pancakes and <laughs> you know, bacon, fed us grapes, yeah, fed us grapes. <laughs> and everything was perfect here." In Brazil, can, right. can we go now? That's what's going to happen. <laughs> so, uh, also with the Olympics, there's been the, the controversy 
over comments that's been made about Simone Biles, particularly about her hair and, and all that kind of stuff. They need to stop. I mean, I, I don't... I, why? I mean, she... People are petty, she, man. But she's a winner. Black Why women. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what happened. You remember what what Gabby Douglas a yeah. few years ago? Yeah, and the same and thing came still, back to this year. They're yeah. still bullying. Yeah, her. she like she was in tears a couple of days ago. She had gave an interview and she was like, you know, she tries it's, not to read any of it. Black women. I'm sorry. Uh, Tia Ewing, who you know, yeah, and I've I've met a few times. She's from, a reporter from Channel from, 19, uh, yeah. CBS 19. Here, she has been trolled by some woman on her Facebook page about her hair. Really? Yes. She she released a nice long statement to this woman, mm-hmm. very tactfully, telling her to pull up, you know, uh, <laughs> about her hair. Yeah. This is this is what a lot of them do. Uh, gymnastics. You're running. You're jumping. You're sweating. You don't have time to look glam. They look glam afterwards. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. The the track though. Those the track and field. I was very impressed with those ladies. Yes. Not just, I mean, just they were all made up and done up, and I thought that they looked very nice. Because they're so fast. I mean, you know, yeah, it's like right. the race is over. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> it didn't even look like they were coming to a to a track, you know, event. It's like, okay, I'm going out to just be glam. <laughs> right. They looked very very nice. But going back to Biles and Douglas, I I just think that's sad. You have two women who have accomplished a lot. I think if parents mm-hmm. would focus on their children and put them in after-school activities and take that little bit of money that they do spend on their hair <laughs> and invest it at the recreation center and get your kids some swimming lessons or do some piano <laughs> or tap or something like that, then that would be something to focus on. I mean, people were even talking about Simone's background because, you know, she was raised by her grandparents and stuff. And well, people were trying to make a big deal out of that. Is that something well, new? Too. Well, no, what happened was Al Troutwick... Uh, on Twitter, I'm sorry. Back away from the Twitter. People exactly. have no idea when they exactly. tweet something. How st- they get themselves in trouble every week. Right. So he made a statement that they raised her, they adopted her. Mm-hmm. Those are her parents. Yes. So yes. he got into it on Twitter. Somebody saying, "Well, those are not her real parents." No, mommy and daddy is, and mommy and daddy does. Where I come you know? from, where I come from, <laughs> if you raise them, they yours, they're yours. Right. exactly. <laughs> right. So it, 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 they raised her. Those are her parents, period. End of story. Right. And he made that comment on Twitter and got in trouble. He had to backtrack. It's like, well, see, that's the thing about Twitter, like you mentioned. You know, you don't, it leaves no room for context. It's not the place to be having, you know, very uh, sophisticated discussions and all that kind of stuff. You don't, you have a certain amount of characters, (laughs) and this is what gets out. And you got to be very careful about, you know, what you say and what you don't. Yeah. Well, a lot of people who have Twitter accounts, they do the smart thing. They don't even respond half the time because you'll get yourself in trouble by responding to something. Right. And, Let me ask you, you do know. you do you not respond? I have a very I try oh, not no, to. No, I respond. I try not to, <laughs> but I have a very I have a very hard time not responding. Oh no, I respond to everybody. Uh <laughs> Roland and I would have gone at it many times over the last year on Twitter. So have with um Mark not Mark Lamont Hill, but uh, a few others, uh uh, on Twitter, uh, you know, and I don't, I don't insult people. I never insult people. I attack their positions, and I, if they're wrong, I, I go after them and say you're wrong. But I don't attack people. But I've had some diatribes with with uh, Joy Reid of MSNBC and a few others. Uh, but again, I don't insult and uh, uh, call names. That's not what I do. And but right. but I get called a lot of names, so that's fine. I, I like it. You know me. I <laughs> like a good scrap. You, haven't heard before. <laughs> <laughs> you should hear what we call them when we're not taped. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So real quick, we got about two minutes left. Uh, basketball. I've, yes. I've watched some of it. I haven't seen as much as I would like, but you know they're they're winning all the games anyway. But I'm hearing they're kind of struggling a little bit in some games. Yeah, they well they had a couple of squeakers with Australia and Serbia where they lost. They won by three, three points. So it's like, oh wait a minute, they're 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 kind of looking a little shaky here, but. They got back on track last night against Argentina. They won by like 26 points or something. They, they smoked them. It, 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 they don't practice, and they haven't played together a lot. So, right. and, and, and it's tougher now playing some of these veteran teams. So they're, they're going to struggle. And Australia is tough, and we don't have to see them again. Right, because yeah. they had they had Matthew Delavadova, formerly from the Cavs. They yeah. also had Patty uh, Mills, Andrew, Bo- and, Andrew yeah. Bogut, yeah, and Patty Mills, and uh, th- th- those guys are tough. Yeah, this well, is, that's the thing about the yeah. NBA being a global league. Now you have a lot of players coming from other countries, and when they go back to those teams, I mean, you just look at uh, Australia. What we just said, those are three, you know, 
really good players on that team. Yeah, and Serbia has the best player outside the NBA uh, in Milos Teodosic, who is a beast. Really? He's just not playing in the NBA because he's making enough money overseas. He doesn't have to. But, oh, wow. Uh, he's fantastic, 6'5", and, and he, he, amazing. He torched us for, like, almost 30 points. And uh, Coach K was losing sleep over this guy for the last two weeks before the, the game. So so he's NBA caliber Oh, player. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he just doesn't, you know, he's out in the contract, so he doesn't need to come. All right, stay tuned. When we come back, we are going to be talking to Cassandra McDonald. You are listening to The Todd Allen Show. This is Jessica Lavish with The Outlaws. We know that racism still exists in our country, but what about slavery? Human trafficking, a form of modern-day slavery, is where people profit from the control and exploitation of others by means of force, fraud, and coercion. Tragically, no country, community, or individual is immune from the vast injustice. Human trafficking is driven by demand. Instead of contributing to the problem, we can be part of the solution. If we eliminate the demand, we eliminate human trafficking. For more information, follow hashtag demand no more. The Todd Allen Show on the FCB Radio Network. Welcome back to the Todd Allen Show. Once again, Todd Allen is recovering from knee surgery. And he'll be back shortly, I guess. Yeah, he um, better hop himself out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dario the Kingpin Morrow from the Outlaws Radio Show with Khalid Namar and Wazi. And now we have a special guest, and I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Khalid to introduce her. Yes, from the big chair. Uh, <laughs> we're sitting here with a friend and uh, the next state representative from Ward 8. Cassandra McDonough, how you doing, Cassandra? I am doing well. How are you? I'm great, great. Uh, I'm not going to sit and act like we don't know each other. That's right. So, you, know, <laughs> you know, we, we spent a lot of time together at the convention, especially. We were hanging out a lot. That was fun. Yeah, it was. Um, well, did you, you two didn't date, did you? No. I didn't, no. Okay. Uh-uh. Right. No, I, I, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. What did that come from? Just, right. cl- just right. want to clarify. Just want to clarify. Now, watch you see it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but sometimes he interprets things wrong. <laughs> Wait, I, I better stop smiling. <laughs> wow, I can't wow. let y'all gang up on you the are, brother you've now. Been back, you've been so. back 10 minutes and you all over. Here. Right. That's what I'm saying. I can't let him jump on wow. you. Wow. <laughs> so um, we have the election coming up in November. Uh, we won't mention who she's running against because it doesn't matter. But... Uh, <laughs> So, uh, Cassandra, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are. Where are you from, by the way? Okay. um, I've been an Ohioan all my life. Um, You know, went to Cleveland Public Schools, went to um, Cleveland State University, went to Cleveland Marshall School of Law, uh, been involved in civil um, activism as well as community activism as well, Um, a background in public policy, a background in law, you know, continuing my um, education with a doctorate in public policy and law. And uh, pretty much I just want to take my activism to another level as state representative. Okay. So what are some of the things that uh, you will work on your platform? when you win um and and let me just say not necessarily in this order okay um because it's just going to depend but definitely uh education is a great concern that's everything from pre-k all the way up into college there's issues across the board um also uh criminal judicial reform which is imperative i think any candidate that's not talking about that is somebody you really need to think about because that's in the forefront. Um, The other thing that, um, you know, I am very adamant about changing is the mental health and addictions issues that we are having. So, you know, with me being a former addictions therapist, I see it from a different side. So I'm trying to see if we can do some things there. Now, when it comes to the pre-K education, what is it that you think is needed in that area? You know, back in the day, we had a system that worked. You had less children, you know, getting in trouble, going out, you know, into the neighborhoods, doing this and that, because you had your authority members inside the school and as well as in the homes. I think we have gotten away from, um, number one, value-based education, when it's not just about curriculum, but it's about teaching 
individuals' critical thinking, how you act and how you behave. We don't do it anymore. Um, Also, I think that pre-K should be something that every child is afforded. It should not matter how much a, a parent is making. If it's pre-K, they need to be in in some type of free program because this is their social foundation that they build up on. And without that, you're not going to fare well in the other classes. Now, when it comes to college, I have my issues where basically it's the government's involved, it's screwed up. That's kind of my simple formula there. Uh, The more they get involved, the the higher the costs go. Uh, What are some of the things that you want to – to improve upon when it comes to college education. How okay. How long do we have? <laughs> okay, because it, it's so much. Um, number one, why is it that when you go through your college programs, you finish in debt? Why are we finishing in debt? We are supposed to start building upon a bright future, but you, you have like $100,000 debt and you still can't get out there and get the money that you need to make up for that loss. Um, secondly, I think that the federal government, in knowing that, when it comes to students um, who, let's say they finish a program, okay, they have a balance left on their bill. Right. They won't transfer a transcript oh, no, they won't. to an employer. Yeah, because this is an issue. Waz is an administrator, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, and this this is an issue because even if, just like they have payment plans in school, even right. if they have something like if they made five or six consecutive payments, then release it. And if they don't do anything after that, then pursue civil lawsuits right. or whatever else right. you want to do. But don't stop them from being able to get a job or move on to a higher education because right. uh, some of those bills can be as little as ten absolutely right. and they will not do it they they won't do it all right we're talking with cassandra mcdonald here who is running for state representative here in cleveland in, in uh, district eight in district eight yes so and but, what uh, is your district by the way yes uh, my district is east cleveland cleveland ward 10 south euclid euclid richmond heights beachwood and woodmere speaking of east cleveland Oh, okay. How much time do we have? Um, (laughs) What are your thoughts? Because uh, the city just passed the uh, annexation, um, uh, what you call it? Yeah, to to start the 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 process. process. Let me just explain that for people real quick. Um, The city of East Cleveland, which is its own municipality, is exploring the possibility of merging with the city of Cleveland because they're having a bunch of uh, financial issues and they have been for quite some time. So go ahead. Yeah. So, so basically it's what he said, Mm -hmm. but the the thing is um, if you think, look at the history of how this annexation start taking place. Number one, I am against it and I've been against the merger. I've been against the bankruptcy. I've been against it all because you cannot tell me that it's, it's more um, equitable to displace a populace of people than displace the seven people that are sitting in your administration. There's a way that you can do things. And one of the things is pretty much taking it back to a city manager, commissioner-led government. The demographics in East Cleveland is as such where it can return to that and the economy can grow. It's just how you do it. Um, the biggest, one of the biggest problems too that I have with, uh, with East Cleveland is that they're making the administration is making it look like the annexation is definite. No, it's not. There has been issues with the petition. There has been issues with the commission. There has been issues with even with the monitors coming in to, you know, say how the money is supposed to be spent from this point current, mm-hmm. there's still an issue. And then when you have a commission that everybody's sitting there and they're saying, we can't, we can't, we can't, that's bias right there. You're supposed to at least have one person to say, well, we can't do it this way. Let's look at it this way. So to me, you already that's you a, have you, given you, that up. That's, that, that's, a, that's a good point. You said you're we, obstructing. They're yeah, obstructing. We've, we've had uh, conversations on social media about this too, because I've, I mean, I've written about it. I'm Pro annexation. So we've had we've had a very uh, fruitful conversations, probably more fruitful ones than the ones they're actually having. So do you think that the residents then are are misled? Like how how are they going to because sometimes, you know, even with elections, people don't even know, like the candidates, they don't do any Mm -hmm. background. They don't know where to get Mm -hmm. the information. Mm -hmm. So how will residents you know, know that. Right. Well, here's the thing. I have a formed a board called the East Cleveland Vision Board 2021 and it's the new EC. And we have a plan in place 
to fight against the annexation, but I'm very careful in releasing it. There's going to be marketing on it and everything. We just want to make sure that the people, the resources that we have are going to keep up their end of the deal. I don't want to get East Cleveland's hopes up and something falls. So I want to make sure that we're on point when this plan is introduced. Do you, do you have any plans uh, uh, for higher office, meaning after you win state rep, do you think you want to, maybe run for Congress one day. Definitely. Um, okay. Definitely running for uh, Congress. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to the f- fiscal matters, uh, maybe we can talk about this on the other side. Uh, and then maybe Kalita let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's been blocking you too, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Don't forget, I know her personally Ouch. too now. I got a question. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we, we can talk about this on the other side. Uh, right. So real quick, we when we come back from break, would you mind sticking with us for a little bit longer? Definitely. Yeah, we're going to get right, to some Right, cool. Let everybody know uh, real quick, I'm going to have you do this multiple times so they remember uh, how to get in contact with you, your website, social media. That, all that okay, um, on Facebook, you can just type in uh, Elect Cassandra McDonald, and you'll find me on Twitter. It's I Am Ohio Campaign. You'll find me there. And I also have a um, website that's um, www.cassandramcdonalddemocracy.com. All right, make sure that you go to that. Stay tuned. We have more with Cassandra McDonald coming up next here on The Todd Allen Show. My name is Rakim, and I'm 16 years old. My name is Jamonte, and I'm 15. My name is Ed, and I'm 14. Why don't you smoke? You can lose one of your lungs, and you can get a hole in your throat. The reason why I don't smoke, I play basketball and football, and I have to get a lot of air in my lungs for me to be able to run up and down the court and up and down the field. I think about what it does. What if I die earlier than I expect, or what if things start to happen that I don't want to happen? A message from FCB Entertainment, the Eyes Have It Media Group, and Tobacco Free Kids. The Todd Allen Show on the FCB Radio Network. Welcome back to the Todd Allen Show. This is Darviota King Kamal from the Outlaws Radio Show with Khalid Namar and Wazi. And we're still here talking with uh, Cassandra McDonald, who is running for state rep district. Eight. All right. I'm going to remember that at some point. Uh, I actually think it's my district, so I ought to be ashamed. Uh-oh. Now, <laughs> um, now, you had touched on a little bit about uh, your platform, and you were talking about uh, judicial reform. Talk a little bit about that. Okay, again, how much time do we have? Because <laughs> it's so much I want to do with judicial reform. Everything from seeing if we need to term judges who sit on the common police bench, old thinking, antiquated ways. Mm-hmm. Should we revisit that? Um, You know, another thing is the grand jury and at what point should they come in? Should, you know, as far as the indictment is concerned, I'm looking at the law because, you know, I I went to Marshall and it's funny when you are, are learning it from a different perspective instead of just a moral perspective. Mm -hmm. And, And my thing is if we are able to confront our accusers, why do we have to wait till after the indictment? Because to me, you're, you're making a record, whether it gets dismissed or whatever the case down the line, you're making a record. Why can't we, the defendant, be there during the process of the prosecutor, the judge, and the plaintiff to speak on it? Now, real quick, for mm-hmm. people who may not know that process, explain that process. Okay. So, so what happens um, when... You know, uh, a person may say, okay, so it starts with a police report in most cases. After the police report, a prosecutor views it, and then they say, okay, should we make a, a formal complaint? A formal complaint is the, the time in which it gets passed to, you know, um, the head prosecutor or someone in the area, as well as the um, person who has the grand jury to see if the charges fit for an indictment. So that's when they go through the probable cause review versus beyond the reasonable doubt. Pretty much you you can get probable cause anyway. You know, that's easy. You probably did it. Okay, we're going to do it. But the, the key is that we're missing the beyond the reasonable doubt part because a prosecutor should be at least 95% sure that what you say, you're going to get a conviction. Because in a grand jury, you don't have to prove Ex- Exactly. Exactly. So what this ha- what, what sets the tone for this is that if I'm a prosecutor and I want to win this case, not only this case, but I want to win re-election, 
let me just throw some charges on here. Yes. I have a, a textbook example of that, and that's the Bruce Nifong case uh, in Duke Lacrosse. He was running for re-election in a predominantly black district. He uh, threw some charges uh, that were completely ridiculous against the players and ended up with a dozen eggs on his face and he was disbarred and he spent a day in jail. He's not flipping burgers somewhere. Right. Oh yeah. It happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. Cuyahoga County in particular where we're at, which is where Cleveland is at. Um, I'm not going to speak on the current prosecutor, but the prosecutor before that has, was known for doing that. Mm-hmm. Known for this, uh, no, the Bill Mason. Bill Bill Mason. Prior to yeah. Oh yeah. He yeah. was Mason. known for that. Yeah. So if you were to, so this is something that, uh, to put your uh, your plan in action, this would basically this would be a, a state law, right? You'd have to pass a new law. Yeah, you can. Yeah, um, there is laws on the books that um, precipitate it. Um, the thing is, we don't challenge it enough against the state constitution as far as your liberties are concerned. Okay. Um, but definitely state. Um, but I think that it should be something that should definitely be viewed at from a federal level. I think all states should be under that type of law. Okay. Can we talk about the um, your ideas for the mental health mm-hmm. uh, reform? Um, I okay. So um, again, I used to uh, be a mental health therapist through the state of Ohio. Um, one thing that I'm very concerned about is that it's, it's a twofold thing because people with addictions generally have an underlying diagnosis, which is um, a mental health issue. So a lot of people with mental health issues either turn out to become addicts because of the medications that they're getting and vice versa. So you're fighting two things at one time. And um, people also think um, that mental health issue means schizophrenic or bipolar. Exactly. It's depression. It's depression. Um, You know, PTSD. Mm -hmm. And there's different, they have major depressive disorder. Mm -hmm. They have mild symptoms. They have anxiety. Mm -hmm. They have those things. And a lot of times people self-medicate so that they can combat that. Now you have the addictions problem. So that's why you generally hear mental health and addictions going hand in hand. I understand the medications that they have, like Suboxone and Vivitrol. One is in the injection of Vivitrol. The Suboxone is sublingual. I understand that because it's just like a heart patient. If you need it to survive, then use it. But my thing is there are holistic approaches that can help as well. We're looking at, you know, you want to talk about health care, insurance, and all this. Let's examine something else, Mm -hmm. you know, so they won't be dependent on another type of drug. All right. We are talking with Cassandra McDonald running for state rep in District 8. Yeah, you got it. All right. Now, now, what we haven't talked about is you're running as a Republican. Yes. Now, uh, that is something that many people uh, who are look like us don't understand. Uh, So uh, in the two minutes we have in this segment – if I'm somebody sitting in East Cleveland, well, why, why we always pick on East Cleveland? Todd does that right, a lot. Right, Todd does, does that a lot. Because you're pick, sitting in his chair. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's rubbing off. Yeah. It's, it's like that movie Fallen where you touch somebody and mm-hmm. it just the spirit gets in you. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm sitting somewhere and I'm Come saying, well, well, oh, thank you. Well, why, well both like of us? now? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. So, you know, why you run as a Republican? They, they don't like us. I mean, what, what would you say to that? You know, you have to really understand it's not just about running as a Republican. It's about who can make the most effective change. And if the Democrats and other people are saying the only people that are able to make changes are Republican, then you need to vote for someone running Republican. I mean, it it only makes sense. Um, And I I can tell like now, you know, with my campaign, it, I am, you know, making a difference and people are starting to realize that, but it's still a hard road. Absolutely. Cause you're out a lot. You're everywhere. I mean, it's like sometimes I think it's three of you because you are everywhere, but she's out meeting the people. She's talking to people. She's doing it the old fashioned way. Cause since she doesn't have a million dollars in the kitty, uh, I wish I could write you a big check. Yeah, did you yeah. see my Facebook post? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for those who did, in the 30 seconds that we have left, talk about it a little bit. 
Well, basically, that's what I was saying. You know, you you want these $50,000 candidates and they're worth five cents. I mean, just because (laughs) they, you know, they can raise $50,000 doesn't mean, you know, (laughs) right, (laughs) right, the value meal. So, you know, just because they can raise the money, it does not mean that their their fight is any bigger than mine or their intellect in office is any greater than mine. Well said. Right. Absolutely. So when we come back, we're going to talk more with Sandra McDonald. I have a couple of campaign specific uh, questions for you. When yeah, we come and then we'll get into some current topics that are going on right yep. now. You're listening to the Todd Allen show. The Todd Allen show on the FCB radio network. Welcome back to the Todd Allen show. Once again, Todd is recuperating right now from knee surgery. We wish Todd the best. When we'll hurry up and get his butt on back yeah. to the studio. He thought he was Kyrie Irving. Try to cross somebody over. <laughs> Realized he was Dennis Rodman. <laughs> this is Darby Oda King Pitmar from the Outlaws Radio Show with Khalid Namar and Wazi. And we're still here with Cassandra McDonald, who is running for district rep. In, for state rep in District 8. Now, I have a campaign question for you. Uh, two campaign questions. I'll ask them once at a time, though. Uh, first, talk about what the experience has been like on the campaign trail. What have you enjoyed the most about being on the campaign trail? And what have you not cared for so much? Um, what I en- have enjoyed the most is interacting with people. And, you know, when when I'm talking about subjects that's... Um, dear to me when like a light bulb goes on and and they get why I'm running and the position I took to run as as far as which party I enjoy that because it seems like I'm getting through to someone right what I do not like about it and and this is a pet peeve of mine especially in today's election climate is the vote straight down the ticket mentality a um, lot of people have that yeah, yeah and and i think that with this election there there should be some kind of you, you really need to rethink that because it's not like it used to be and especially for people in Cuyahoga County if we're going to sit there and talk about the judges on the bench that you're saying is um you know using discriminatory practices and you know mass incarceration everything check your bench those primarily are democrats so you mean to tell me that i don't like what they do i don't like what happened with the brelo case and you know all these other cases but because this person is on my ticket i'm still going to vote for them straight down I, I don't right. think people really want to do the research though that's the problem i, I really i really don't I mean, there's a lot of things Mm -hmm. at issues when it comes to voting, but I I really think this election, you cannot sit back. Well, that goes right into my next question. Let's go ahead and rip this Band-Aid off real quick and get it on out of the way. Mm -hmm. The top of the ticket. Uh, The presidential election, obviously, uh, has been the thing that's been on the forefront of everyone's minds. Um, Talk about... Has that affected your campaign at all, having to deal with, since you are running as a Republican, having to deal with some of the things that the Republican nominee says and does? You know, has that had any impact on your race? Do people ask you about it? Stuff like that. Well, they asked me about it, but sadly enough, it's not the constituents that I've had a negative impact with. It's my party mm-hmm. because. I um, am not a a Donald Trump supporter and I need to, I really want to put this out there. I don't care about somebody using racial slurs. I've heard it before. I lived through it is here. It's going to stay. So when you ask me why I don't support Donald Trump, it's much deeper than what somebody can call me. My thing is number one, he cannot, he has not developed the kind of relationships that we need on a municipal and state level. My fear is that when you need these allies and different people to work with us at the federal level to get things done, nobody's going to want to participate in it right. because of the hostility. And people right. already said it. Right. They're, they're backing elected. out. That's right. Right. Already. So so now you, you, you're placing us collectively in a situation where if push comes to shove and things get more out of hand than what they are and he becomes president, where does that leave us? Yeah, my, my biggest issue with, <clears throat> with him, well, mainly is with his voters who don't understand a lot of things that he's telling you he can do. Um, he can't do 
Exactly. He, he, can't, he can't just go in there with an ink and yeah. say, scratch that out. We're going to do this. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't this is work not that the way. apprentice. Right. Just yeah. do what right. I say. No, he's going to tear You're up. fired. Yeah, right. yeah he's yeah. going to tear up yeah, NAFTA. That's... He's not going to do that yeah. without Congress. Yeah. There's certain things he's, he can do, you know, uh, with executive order as every president, but a lot of these major pieces of legislation he's talking about or changes, he, he's not going to do it. And I think that, uh, no, no, and, and I want to say this, and I'll try to say this every day of my life. Politicians do not create jobs. Politicians do not create jobs. If they're telling you they create jobs, they are lying to you. Just like uh, a baby. Yeah. Men, men can help create babies, but we can't and give birth can. to babies. Right. You know? It's, and you can pay for them, too. <laughs> oh, here you go. Who's getting right, warm we, in here? We're talking with Cassandra McDonald. That'll be next week. <laughs> Who's running for state rep? You notice how I'm moving the conversation around. Who's running for state rep here in Cuyahoga County District, District 8? Um, now, you talked a little bit about the issues that you've had with your party because of your stance. What is the pushback that you've gotten from members of your party? The pushback is that because I'm on the Republican ticket, that I should support him in being the president. Well, he's not the president yet. So um, the, the, the whole thing is my vote is my vote. Right. I'm a voter. Right. Who I choose is who I choose. And I don't think anyone should have that power to dictate how I want to use exactly. my vote. It takes, it takes the right of the vote away. Exactly. But you know, a lot of people, you, you see a lot of people, you hear that with a lot of folks. It's like, oh, you have to vote this way or you have to vote that way. And it's like, so you don't want people to think and be rational human beings that can make decisions for themselves. Right. But it's the people talking about what you have to vote that aren't going that to vote. That are going to vote Exactly. They're not. Because I ran for um, school board and, you know, I got out there and told told them, vote for me, vote for me. Then, you know, after the election, did you win? I'm like, did you vote? You didn't vote. <laughs> right? If I won, that means you didn't you vote. Didn't vote. <laughs> you didn't even follow the election. You Thank didn't even you. participate. That's Now, that, that, wow. that goes to another uh, question. Have you seen a lot of apathy, especially this year? Um, and when you see that, how do you, what do you say to motivate people to actually make sure that they go and vote? Um, well, well, my biggest thing is I, I pretty much equate what we're seeing in real life and ask some questions pertaining to that. I sit back and listen to their gripes, their complaints and everything. And my question is, well, did you vote? Why haven't you voted? Do you think your vote will matter? Pretty much if you ask them questions to make them think, let them think this stuff out themselves because I can preach and preach and preach and preach and they can intake what I'm saying. But if, if people don't stir the conversation within themselves, we're, it's still not. Well, how do you, how do you get people to, to understand, especially in our community where there is a lot of voter apathy, there's, Mm -hmm. you know, our turnout, you know, in the African-American community, but here specifically is very low because people don't feel like it matters. How do you you get them to understand that it matters? You speak to the issue when you meet people where they are. You don't talk, talk over them. You don't talk on under them. You meet people where they are. We do not listen enough to people's issues. And the one thing about my candidacy is that I've experienced a lot of the same things that people are upset about or wants to change and everything. Like I tell people, I've been that homeless person, but Mm -hmm. I'm also that person who's working on my PhD. You know, I've been everywhere in between. So I value that within me because I feel like just that isn't is whether it's an inspiration or gets them motivated to to vote that that helps. And I think that if you look in today's society and going back to education, Mm -hmm. kids are not exposed like we have field trips and all of these things. And these kids don't have some kids never even leave their city. That's right. And I think that that needs to be brought back to education Mm -hmm. where you're doing shadowing and. And, you exactly. Know, the trips. extracurricular activities, exactly. like even in Richmond Heights, one of my cities, they want to cut back on everything. Well, mm-hmm. what are, what are, what are we leaving them up to do? They don't have any recourse. If you, if that, if all they know is their immediate environment, exactly. that's all they're going to be. That's it. More with Cassandra McDonald when we come back here 
on the Todd Allen Show. This is Jessica Lavish with the Outlaws. We know that racism still exists in our country, but what about slavery? Human trafficking, a form of modern-day slavery, is where people profit from the control and exploitation of others by means of force, fraud, and coercion. Tragically, no country, community, or individual is immune from the vast injustice. Human trafficking is driven by demand. Instead of contributing to the problem, we can be part of the solution. If we eliminate the demand, we eliminate human trafficking. For more information, follow hashtag demand no more. The Todd Allen Show on the FCB Radio Network. Welcome back to the Todd Allen Show. Once again, in for Todd, this is Darvio the Kingpin Morrow from the Outlaws Radio Show with Khalid Namar and Wazi. And we are still here with Cassandra McDonald, who is running for state rep in District 8. And once again, real quick, let everybody know your website, social media. Uh, Facebook, elect Cassandra McDonald. Um, Twitter, I am Ohio Campaign. And the website, www.democracy.com. Oh, and also, um, I'm having a town hall meeting on August 23rd from 7 to 9 at South Yucca Library. We will be addressing issues that relate to mental health and addiction, as well as the consent decree and where we are with that. All right, Khalid. Yeah, I want to get into this. Uh, they had a uh, another Olympic event uh, taking place in Milwaukee uh, last week. Uh, there was the the riots, you know, uh, the, the the burning of gas stations and businesses, torching of vehicles, and uh, you know, uh, attempted carjackings. Anyway, uh, this was the result of this shooting of an armed suspect by the name of Silvio Smith, who was 23 years old, who had unfortunately been arrested 13 times who had had a doing a vehicle stop. He jumped out. He ran from the officer. Uh, according to his yet to be seen video, there was a, a, a weapon that he refused to drop. He was shot and killed. Uh, but the, 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 the locals decided that, uh, you know, they had had enough. yeah. And they decided to burn and loot, you know, basically it's, it's uh, what, it's just learned behavior that people tend to do now. Let's just go burn up the nearest business, attack white people. Even though the police officer was black who shot him, they decided to attack white people in their cars. There was a gas station turned born to the ground, uh, several businesses as usual, which does nothing, uh, but reinforce what people already think of you, of us. Uh, and, and I, I used to go to these, uh, you know, white supremacist websites, they they have a ball when this stuff happens. Oh, I'm sure they they do. have a blast I'm sure they do. just posting videos to comments because we always do what the least of what people expect of us, uh, which which does nothing. It's not going to stop the next Silvio Smith from getting arrested 13 times and, you know, leading a life of crime. And to his to the father's credit, uh, Silvio's father apologized to his children for for his role in his son's demise. You know, and and that I give him respect for. At least he realizes the mistakes that he's made and took responsibility for it. But I'm a little sick of the rioting and the burning and the looting. This stuff does absolutely nothing. Um, self-destructive behavior is is for morons. I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. I and it doesn't accomplish anything. No, it's not going to stop anybody from carjacking or, you know, we just had a police chase from Strongville to ended on 79th. You know, the same old thing is going to keep happening. Uh, Cassandra, what are your thoughts on what took place in Milwaukee? Uh, I have several. Um, the, the first thing is that I understand how it appears. I have two young men, 23 and 19, and nobody wants to see their, their child killed. But as a parent and as people who are looking at it, accountability, as well as you have to understand that everybody wants to live to me. And again, you know, I'm, I'm still looking at footage and things like that. But this person turned around. He didn't get shot in the back or anything like that. He turned around, which shows an overaction that the officer's life may have been in danger. Yeah. I think this case is a little different than some of the other ones. Exactly. It's different. Saying. And, and to the point of, you know, looting and rioting, 
why would you do that in a community where you might have to turn around and go to that store that next day? You're not going. You're, exactly. You are, you are destroying exactly. any opportunity that you have to get ahead. You're already behind. And then you destroy what you currently have is displaced anger from both perspectives of not just eluding, but saying, you know what? I need to face reality. This was an instance where there was no foul play. Right. And and I think that's the thing here. People always kind of look to try to put these things in absolutes where, you know, the police is always right or the police is always wrong. And it's like, that's not the case. You have to take each incident incident by incident you know there this right. one here is a little different it's not the same if if everything that they're saying is accurate that's this right. is not the same yeah well that's what people do they don't want to think it's it's you have extremists you know on both sides right you know and this is a very simple case my mom told me when i was young if if i come up to the school and i find out that the teacher's wrong i'm going to get on her case if i find out that you're wrong i'm getting on yours and yeah. i always <laughs> told my son on top of that is you let me handle the adults right you stay in the child's place absolutely right all right. Uh, before we go, once again, let everybody know how to get in contact with you and more, most importantly, where they can send some money. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, so you can reach me again on Facebook at Elect Cassandra McDonald. Make sure that it's not the singer. I'm not a singer, so it's two Cassandra McDonalds. Look for the one that says Elect. Um, <laughs> secondly, on Twitter, I am Ohio Campaign. You'll find me there in democracy.com and just put in Cassandra McDonald. You can send donations, please, to um, the committee to elect Cassandra McDonald at 4157 Rupel, R-U-P-L-E, Road, South U. Ohio 44121 and don't forget the town hall meeting on August 23rd at South Euclid Library 7 to 9. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you. I enjoyed myself. Thank you you so much. Definitely. Last words real quick, Wazi. Boss. I I think that um, Todd can't get here soon enough for Khalid. (laughs) (laughs) Khalid, last words. Uh, I'm glad that uh, the t- well the team is almost back together. But uh, thanks to Cassandra for stepping in and making the show uh, interesting. And uh, you know, look for- look forward to having her back. All right. So let me try to attempt his closing. What does he say? We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act but a habit. We will see you later. Peace. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. See the latest designs from your favorite brands, including Thermador, at your local Ferguson showroom.